Geekish Cast, episode 86, The Wrap of Con, the Modesto Con Wrap-Up. Hey guys, Jeremy here with Geekish Cast. I'm sitting here with Larry Moniz. How you doing, Larry? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. Uh, so I hear that you might be a Doctor Who fan. You know, um, I'm slightly a Doctor Who fan. Uh, people seem to get that impression because I wear this fourth Doctor costume all the time. I Now, do you, do you dress like this on a day-to-day basis? Um, you know, I don't think I'm at liberty to say on the grounds that it may incriminate me. <laughs> <laughs> I recently had an um, uh, author, director, screenwriter on named James Kerwin. And he is a giant Doctor Who fan. And I asked him, I said, so who's your favorite Doctor? He goes, you mean who's my favorite Doctor besides number four? Ooh, good taste. Good yeah, taste. yeah. So that's a, <laughs> definitely definitely a winner there. So how long have you been uh, cosplaying as the Doctor? You know, only about two years. Um, I started off on a Halloween. A friend of mine dared me to come up with something different. And I threw this costume together. And everybody said, oh, my God, you look like Tom Baker. And I thought... Okay, maybe I'll try a few cons and do the thing. And ever since then, it's been uh, it's been a blast. I've made more friends playing uh, Tom Baker's uh, Fourth Doctor than probably in the last two years than I have in my whole life. That's that's pretty amazing. So you got a website or anything you can share uh, people? Do? I sure do. Um, on Facebook, um, if you go to Baker's Street Cosplay, Baker's Street Cosplay, um, you'll see my uh, Doctor Who picks, convention appearances, and. Uh, uh, all kinds of really fun stuff there. On Facebook. Awesome. So what do you think of the Modesto Con so far? I am having a blast. I didn't know what to expect. I've never gone here. This is like a new, well, it's the first, uh, first, it's one, the first right? one. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's been amazing. I, there, was a, there was a line to get in. Uh, and once we got in, there's all kinds of great vendors. There's wonderful cosplayers. And, uh, and, you know, even wonderful interviewers, I might add. Well, fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, Larry. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Take care. Welcome back to Geekish Cast. This is episode 86, our Modesto Con wrap-up special. And because it's a con and where there's cons, there's comics, I have Paul Vieira with me, my comic wrap-up guy. What's going on, Paul? Nothing much, man. How are you? Uh, my feet are sore, my back is sore, <laughs> and I'm a little bit tired. Well, I'm, I, I'm jealous. I, uh, you know what? I, it was really, really good turnout. The Modesto Con guys really knocked this fucker out of the park. I'm going to believe that, too. Um, <laughs> That's good to hear, man. Yeah. I was I was blown away by the turnout, the reception, the, just the amount of people that showed up was outstanding. Yeah, there's nerds everywhere. We're everywhere. Yeah, yeah that's just it. And, um, and this really proved it. So I got some, some short interviews while we were there just to kind of get a temperature read on everybody running around. And I send them to you to get your impression. Yeah, I listen to them. So the first one we'll do is uh, this handful of orcs we talked to, and their makeup was impressive. Yeah, I saw pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's hard to talk to people with prosthetic teeth. Yeah. (laughs) I would imagine it would be difficult to speak. That one one was a little bit tricky. And they all had those um, contact lenses that are pale blue, almost milky white, so their eyes are, like, totally freaky. Yeah, it would be hard to look at them. I guess in costume. It was a little bit, a little bit tricky, yeah. So, well, let's. Uh, I'll go ahead and play that one now. Hey guys, Jeremy from Geekish Cast. I'm at Modesto Con. We're sitting here with who we got here. <laughs> Throw from the World of Warcraft. We got a couple of orcs here with uh, some gnarly ass teeth and nose piercings and whatnot. How much time you guys put into those costumes? Oh, it's been years. It's a little bit pieces and parts. 
And it's mainly from, uh, we do the Renaissance fairs. Oh, okay. And um, so we just added the Warcraft. Um, so you can kind of take basic barbarian stuff and then throw in some extra things and get the orc look exactly, going. Exactly, exactly. made some the tests, um, painted us green. Um, the movie just came out, Warcraft, which um, we look dead on like the like the orcs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did you, yeah, you guys like the awesome movie pretty movie, well? by the way. Yeah. Would you mind if Julian gets a couple pictures while no, we do this? Perfect. Go ahead. Because um, it'd be a shame for people not to see you. So the makeup. Here's a problem I've always had. Anytime I've tried to paint my face, as it gets in my eyes, my face breaks out. Have you guys had that problem with this, or did you find a way around you know, it? There's um, a sealer called the Final Seal, uh-huh. which um, it'll coat over grease paint. This oh, is wow. cake paint, which is a dry powder paint. Um, it'll it'll uh, keep it from smearing, um, perspiring, um, rubbing off really easy. Sure. Okay. You guys look amazing. That's pretty you, badass. You, I can only imagine the fun, amount of time of that goes into it. Yeah. Uh, you got a website or Twitter address or anything where people can check you out? Um, Instagram, which is Mor- oh, Morbid right. Embalmer. Okay. M-O-R-B-I-D-E-M-B-A-L-M-E-R. Morbid Embalmer. Uh-huh. Cool. All right, All guys. One word. Awesome. Anything else you want to shout out? Um, where do you go with um, come on down to the ModestoCon. Um, it's really nice. A lot of people here. Great vendors. Um, it's the first one out here, so yeah, we're going to make really it good. work. The turnout looks really good. Yeah, I'm, yeah, and it's I'm, just, doors just open, so. Yeah, really um, encouraged by it. Cool. Come on down here and um, enjoy everything. It's really cool. Yeah. Nice setup. Okay, so I, I don't know how to speak the Orcish language. Um, so he said his name, but I didn't get it. But uh, Morbid Embalmer is where you can find him on Instagram. There was actually a group of four. He was just kind of the lead guy that was willing to sit and talk. Morbid Embalmer, that's an awesome name. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I, I don't know if he actually works in the funerary industry, but if he doesn't, he's missing yeah, out. He is. There was a big interview I was trying to get. So I'm just going to kind of give you the quick lead in, right? So I get there yesterday morning. Yeah. Uh, I get there about 9. Uh, our friends, Jill and Julian, were in from San Francisco to help out. And Julian is super outgoing, and he will run up, grab people to get photographs, bring them over to get interviews, that kind of stuff. Way better at this thing than I am. <laughs> uh, the other thing that we were doing was I bought gift certificates to some local businesses like Galaxy Theaters and Riverbank, Bonanza Comics up on McHenry. Nice. And uh, the Twisted Pig, one of my favorite restaurants here on Coffee Road in Modesto. It is good. So, yeah, so what I was doing was follow me on Facebook, you get one ticket. Follow me on Twitter, you get another. And if you subscribe on iTunes, you get a third. All right. So Julian was literally going out and grabbing people and bringing them in. Good. Uh, so at a couple points, you know, I'm trying to watch and see when, uh, well, I mean, let's face it. The reason I was there, the reason I was really there originally was to try to meet Sam Jones, who played Flash Gordon in 1980. Of course. Of course. Was it now, just the then, first time you've ever met him? Yes, the very first time. Oh, man, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not really like a go-out-and-meet-actors kind of guy normally. I mean, more so now that I have the podcast, obviously. Yeah. But before that, not really. Not before just a couple years ago at RenoCon. You, so you're never one of those people who get, like, starstruck or anything? Well, I do a little bit. I did with, um, I got starstruck with Karen Gillan, who played Amy Pond yeah. on Doctor Who. Yeah. So anyways, we get there that morning to set up. Julian's running late. I talk to a local comic book kid who turns out to have used to wash dishes at my favorite restaurant here in town. So he and I are bullshitting for a bit. 
And I keep watching up front where Sam's table is, and I see him come into the room. Which, by the way, you, you, you can still recognize this guy based off of a 37-year-old movie. He's in remarkable shape. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I run up and just, hey, Sam, what are you charging for an autograph? Oh, I think it's 40 I'm like, okay, cool. And I've got my Flash Gordon Queen album cover there with me. Mm-hmm. So I wait a bit, and all of a sudden, Sam's doing the, the walk around. Now, I've had two other people actually approach him about me in an interview before at this point. So he's coming around. Oh, and I'm wearing my Life After Flash t-shirt from the documentary that Sam's is making. Yeah. So he's coming around, and me and Julian, Julian's finally come down. We're sitting at the table putting the banner up. He comes walking by, and I, hey, Sam. He walks up, and I shake hands with him real quick, and he looks over at the sign. He goes, Geekish Cast, you guys are everywhere. And he walks off. Guy comes in, he does the, hey, you know, we're opening the doors in five minutes. So I grab my album cover, I run back to Sam's table. I go, I got to get this signed before, you know, the fucking crowd. Yeah. So he signs it, I grab it, and I run off. So then Julian goes and he grabs the orcs and this, that, and the other, and we're signing people up. I mean, I think we had 35 new Facebook likes in 20 minutes. Awesome. Yeah. Then Jules texts me and says that she just made reservations for dinner and that the bar manager at the Twisted Pig would give anything for a picture of Flash Gordon made out to the Twisted Pig. Anything. I mean, that's that's a pretty good blank that's check. That's a lot. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> so things start to die down. I wander over. He and I start talking because he's ha- having a lull at the table, right? Yeah. So I get a picture of the Twisted Pig. He gives it to me for free. Oh, wow. Yeah, he just goes, here, yeah, you know, it's for your restaurant, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, you know, if you're into eating fried foods, and his handler goes, Sam never eats fried <laughs> foods. I'm like, yeah, it shows. Look at him. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I get the picture, and I, he asked me, he goes, so you're a vendor, or what are you doing here? And I showed him my shirt, showed him my Flash Gordon tattoo. He's like, oh, God, that's from the, the old comic strip. I'm like, yeah. And I would go, well, I've got a podcast, and I'd love to get an interview. And he goes, yeah. He goes, um, go get your stuff. Come on back. So then I get back to my table, and Julian has found uh, Z, uh, Z from ZCR. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out the best way. I mean, he's an artist. He does a lot of T-shirts and prints, um, a lot of black characters. He's from Oakland. He's a black guy. Black guy. Yeah. Um, but he has, like, you know, Red Fox, Jimmy Walker, Lando Calrissian, oh, and nice. stuff like that. And this, this, like, cartoony, almost Fat Albert style. Cool. Um, I think he was really nervous to be on with us, though. Really? Yeah, I think he was. I don't know if it comes through in the interview. No, but I didn't. He, I didn't think it did. So, but let's. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play his bit right now. Hey, this is Jeremy with Geekish Cast. I'm here with Z from ZCR. How you doing, Z? Uh, doing good. Doing good. That's good. How's Modesto Con treating you so far? Man, I like it. It's, it's a nice crowd. It. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they put it out here. Yeah, pretty know. good turnout today. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Hey, what uh, what area are you out of? Are you here from Modesto? Or? So I'm out of, uh, of Oakland, California. Out of Oakland. But I got a uh, family in Stockton. So. Oh, okay, so still pretty local. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, tell me a little bit about what you do, your artwork and your style and your background. So my background, I really don't have like a, you know, schooling background. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like me and my buddy used to draw like when we were like from seven, year old, seven sure. years old to like maybe teens and then I stopped and I was you know doing like graffiti stuff and drawing in school drawing on books and he continued to go to school so like 
It's like, it was like one day I saw him because we, you know, I moved away and then I saw him at a restaurant like him and his whole family and he told me like, like he was still drawing and he went to school and he, he was just showing me, uh, I think it was a WonderCon. He told oh, okay. me to meet him at WonderCon. Yeah. And uh, he told me to get some sketchbooks and keep sketching. This was a just scope, uh, Justin Orr. It's like my best friend. So now, is this back when WonderCon was still in Oakland and San Francisco? This was when it moved to San Francisco. Okay, yeah. But we used to go as kids when it was in Oakland. Yeah. So when he told me to go, I was like, all right. And then when I saw the art, I was like, I'm close, but I, I didn't really keep drawing, so. It was like inspiration, you take little stuff, and then I just kept sketching, and then all of a sudden, the technology where you could draw, you know, from a pad onto a computer. Oh, yeah. That got me interested, but I didn't have the money to do that, and then all of a sudden, you could draw on the pad. Right. So after, I think I got like an iPad 2, all of a sudden, like I don't even color that good, and then the colors popped on that, and it didn't just kept going so it was getting better and better and now i sell uh t-shirts and prints and got sketchbook right and, well see, you got your card there you got yeah. was it fred sanford yep fred and then Fox, uh, gizmo gizmo and jj, JJ yeah dynamite yeah cool so i mean is there you got a particular style that, i mean not yeah. style do you have a preferred preferred thing you like to draw what is oh it? yeah so i take like pop stuff like, okay Maybe stuff I grew up with first, because this was the first one I did on the iPad. The JJ. Okay, it looks good. I and mean, the colors tell right who he pop. is. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, and then that was the second one. Right on. So then, uh, you know, I use like, uh, you know, maybe TV culture. I take comic books, uh, all the stuff I liked as a kid. Yeah. Throw it in a big ball and put out a nostalgia. Right on. Yeah, I mean, still, absolutely. That's it. I mean, nostalgia's a huge market. Go look at how much, you know, He-Man and Thundercats. Yeah, and all that yeah. Is. Yeah. So I try to put like a, uh, as if they were cartoons sort okay. of twist on Yeah. It. So. It looks, it looks really solid. Is there a website or something where people can find you? Yeah, yeah. I'm at uh, ZCR at, oh, at storyenvy.com. Okay. Dot storyenvy.com. That's where I sell the shirts. And then usually at the shows, I sell, like, prints and, you know, it'll be, it'll be a bunch more stuff coming. But uh, Right on. Yeah, because this, this episode will actually go up Monday, but I want to make sure that people can find you afterwards. Oh, cool. I'm on uh, Instagram, too. Uh, oh, okay. New School Retro. New School Retro? Yeah. All right. So it's like Back to the Future. Right on. So people can find your artwork on there in the meantime? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. And then you're, I, I take it you're doing a lot of cons in California. Yeah. North, to, yeah, probably Central California in the yeah, Bay then, yeah. keep it closer to the West Coast. So. Oh, yeah. Right on. Well, cool. Well, um, I'll tell you what. Do you mind if I grab a piece of your artwork when I put this up? Maybe just show like a small version of it? Oh, that's cool. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right, Z. Well, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. <laughs> now, his stuff's a little bit trickier to find because his links are at store envy and these things so i'm going to put them in the uh i'll put them in the show notes yeah do so because i i uh after listening i went and checked everybody out and uh i was having a hard time finding his artwork yeah so i'm gonna make sure i put him in his show notes maybe uh, maybe here in the future i'll try to get him on for a uh, an episode where we just talk about him and the stuff he's doing because i did have to really search out his artwork to find it online but once you find him he's everywhere he's on instagram he's on deviant art nice on store envy, but you got to know where to look for them. 
All right, so after I talk to uh, Z, I grabbed the uh, the portable XLR recorder that I bought specifically to get a Flash Gordon slash Sam Jones interview. Yes. Um, I can prove this interview happened. I have video of it. <laughs> I have photographs of it. I have pictures of me and him shaking hands. I got pictures of me and him standing, you know, shoulder to shoulder and giving a high or a thumbs up. Yeah. Um, I have a six-minute video of he and I talking on microphones. You know what I don't have, though? Audio recording. This freaking XLR <laughs> recorder did not record. Oh, man. Word. And I think it was because I just I didn't play with it enough. I got to record what I was trying to record a few times. Figured it was as simple as that. It was not. That's so. Two hundred dollars later, I do not have a recording of me and Sam Jones. But yes. you did get to have a conversation with Flash. Yes, I did. I did very much. So. And that is amazing for me. It was still pretty cool. But I immediately went into the shits. Oh, uh, you went I got went, a little funk there. I went back to the table, played it. There was no sound, and I was just like, "Well, fuck this place." <laughs> Found the nearest uh, Deadpool cosplayer and beat the shit out of him. I was real close to it because there were. Let me tell you, if it weren't for Harley Quinn and Deadpool, there would have been no cosplay at this thing practically. <laughs> Those are two popular ones. Yeah. So uh, now I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. And and, and Jules goes, she says, "Why don't you just go outside?" And then Julian is going, well, let's let's take the recorder and go outside and play it. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to put the recorder away. If we record anything else, we're going to do it on my computer and my interface like we always do. It. Yeah. That, that's it. I'm, I'm going to stick with what I know. But I'm pissed. So I go walk outside. And this is one of those days I wish I still smoked. Oh, I wanted a cigarette so bad. <laughs> you know? And as soon as I walk out the door, there's like nine kids out there smoking cigarettes. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> so I walk around for a minute. I thought, you know what, you know what, I'm I'm sure I'm not the first guy to ha- ever have recording properties bail on him in the middle of recording, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll talk to him in the morning and see if we can get a redo. Okay. So we go inside, and I see Meta, one of the promoters of the show. Yeah. And uh, he and I talk for a minute. I tell him what happened. He goes, well, have you talked to Doug Jones? And Doug is right outside the door. And um, I'm like, no, I haven't t- talked to Doug yet. So I walk out. And the, he's got a slight lull in his line, and he's got a guy working his table with him. And I talked to the guy, and I'm like, hey, you know, I wanted to see, you know, he and I talked on Twitter ahead of this, like, yeah, a month back. Yeah. And the guy goes, oh, I don't know, talk to talk to Doug. And apparently Doug likes to be called Dougie by people that are friendly with him, I guess. I don't I don't know for sure, but. <laughs> Give it a whirl. I get, through, I get through the line. First off, Doug Jones in person looks like he's seven feet tall. He does look really tall. He looks really tall. And then he's he's so thin Tall and thin to the point he almost looks like an alien trying to pass himself off. Like <laughs> uh, and I, I don't mean that in some, like, insulting kind of way. Uh, he played an alien, so... Well, I mean, he's played a few things yeah. that were just, just a shade off of human. He's also getting ready to play Count Orlock in a remake of Nostradamus. That should be great. Um, I cannot wait to see that. So I introduced myself to Doug. We talked for a minute, and he goes, well, you know, you know it's kind of loud here. Um... You know, he was, I've, I've already got plans for dinner, and I'm leaving tomorrow at, like, 2 or whatever it was. So it was really going to be a time crunch. And I said, Doug, can we do it on Skype sometime in the future? I said, oh, yeah. And he writes down his email address and gives it to Oh, me. fantastic. So that's, that's great, right? 
So then I'm, I'm kind of starting to come around, right? And I go back in, and I'm talking to people. And, and by this point, I've looked at my Facebook, and we have like 55 new follows. Well, that's good. You know, so I'm like, okay, so my spirits are a little bit buoyed. Yeah. Is that the proper right. term? Yeah. We'll go with buoyed. Yeah. So then a kid I work with who's friends with my son Micah comes in. He goes, hey, um, Micah is out there bothering Doug Jones. <laughs> oh, God. So I walk out, and I go, Micah. And now, I can't even remember what time it was, but there was kind of a real lull. Like, a lot of people were, like, not hanging around in the hallways or anything right at this moment. I go, Micah, leave Doug Jones alone. <laughs> it was actually, he goes, he goes, you're supposed to tell Doug Jones you're my dad. He said, then he'd set up a Skype interview with you. <laughs> I, I, so we're standing right there. I go, Doug. I said, I'm supposed to tell you I'm his dad and that you'll give me an interview? He goes, oh, yeah, he goes, I didn't realize he's yes, we've already got this all worked out. So then Doug Jones comes around and hugs me. And literally, the guy's arms are like pencil thin. I heard he's a hugger. Oh, he is a face toucher and a hugger. Oh, I, well, face touching, but hugging. I'm well, all about the hugging. No, he is a hugger. But, Good. I mean, I watched him with a lot of people, and he picked their hands up, and then he's got these strange, long, thin alien fingers, too. <laughs> But, yeah, he'd touch people's face, saw him with this young lady, and he'd put his hands on her face, and he's like, you're beautiful and you're young. Don't ever grow old. Okay. You know. But he was, you know, he just seemed like he's a very touchy, positive guy. That's awesome. You know? We need more people yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, wish, yeah, wish more people in the world were like that. All right, so at that point, I go back in, and... Julian tells me, he goes, I've got an interview for you. Get set up right now. He'll be over in the next five or six minutes. So it turns out to be Dominic Davy from the Tsunami Bomb. Cool. Yeah, check them uh, out. Check some of his yeah. stuff out, too. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And his artwork kind of reminded me. You remember Love and Rockets? What, what now? Love and Rockets, the comic. Oh, yeah. Some, not exactly, but some, was it the, the Hernandez brothers? I think so. Yeah, got it. I can't believe I'm going to get that wrong and have to guess that. I used to know it off the top of my head. But he had a very punk rock style of artwork. And a really cool interview, and we got to talk a little bit about horror films because he was wearing a Friday the 13th shirt. So uh, let's go ahead and we will play Dominic Davies interview. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy from Geekish Cast. I'm at the Modesto Con here, 2016, July 9th, and I am joined by Dominic Davy. How you doing, Dominic? I'm doing all right. Oh, Thanks good. for having me. Hey, so uh, yeah, we, we went over and kind of bothered you at your booth, got you to come over here. Why don't you um, tell us a little bit about your artwork that you do? Uh, well, I, am, I do a, a lot of different styles. Uh, I'm a professional artist, uh, and I am selling a number of shirts and posters that I've designed. Uh, all are kind of original uh, work. And then I'm showcasing a brand new short story comic called Come Find Me. It's kind of a little horror story prequel to a graphic novel I'm doing called Green Teeth. That's also a horror story. Oh, can you give us a little bit of info about the overall story without ruining anything on that? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, the, the Come Find Me is sort of a short form little ghost story, about 12 pages long, just to kind of introduce people to my writing and my little world. And then uh, Green Teeth is, takes place in uh, the mid-90s uh, in the town of Petaluma, California, where I grew up. And it follows a bunch of kids, punk rock kids, who discover something is in the river. And they don't know what, and they need to deal with it. And yeah. it's kind of how they react to it and how they respond to it. And uh, I'm kind of trying to approach it kind of like how Lovecraft approached uh, 
Providence and how uh, uh, Stephen King approached, you know, uh, Derry, Maine. Okay. And, like, Taking that, but then focusing on my little hometown of Petaluma, California. Gotcha. And uh, Petaluma, that's where they filmed American Graffiti, isn't it? It is. That yeah, is and American Graffiti was about Modesto, California, wasn't it? <laughs> it kind of was. It all ties in. Yeah. It's all, it's all yeah. connected. But yeah, and I also did a uh, comic book with uh, a friend of mine, the basis for the Vandals, Joe Escalante. Uh, he wrote it. I drew it called uh, Fear of a Punk Planet, and I'm oh. selling that as well. That sounds kind of awesome. Yeah. It's uh, about four punk rock kids in a small town called Mullet, California, in Southern California. <laughs> and they band together. To, they're all different kinds of punks, and they band together to save uh, their local punk rock venue by turning into a nonprofit. And the hijinks start from there. That sounds kind of awesome, actually. Yeah. So how long have you been doing graphic artwork? I've, I've been doing graphic design professionally for about 10 years. Kind of got my start uh, out of the punk rock scene. Uh, I play in a band called Tsunami Bomb, uh, and I'm the bassist for it. And uh, I think when you're a punk rocker and you kind of illustrate, you either become a graphic designer and you do posters and albums for everybody, or you become a tattoo artist. Yeah, that, uh, that's what I've I'm seen. I'm not yeah. sure if I picked the right path. Maybe I should have been a tattoo artist. But, uh, yeah, no, honestly, I, I just it, it kind of started from there, and I just never looked back. So mm-hmm. I, I specialize doing a lot of different designs and everything. <laughs> now we have the photographer getting angry at us. Hey, so um, I got an important question for you then. What is the best Friday the 13th movie? Oh, the first one. Okay. I mean, I, I, don't, mean to be, I don't mean to be a purist, but I mean, you're talking to somebody who truly loves horror, and I, and I, I find them all entertaining, but that first one. Let me ask you, I'm not, since you are, you love that first movie, number five, which I have shit on for years... I have gone back and watched and realized out of the bunch, it is the most faithful to the original vision of the story. I think it is, but it is still not. I'm not saying it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I'm glad you went there because I was like, I, I want to I, I praise you for noticing that, but at the same time, I can't get behind it completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I think that first one didn't even really need a sequel, but I, get, I love where they went with it. Yeah. But like that first story... Awesome. Oh no! It's it's you now. Here's the thing. So I was eight years old when Friday the Thirteenth Two hit Showtime, mm-hmm. and uh, that scene of Terry's tight shorts walking across that. Uh, okay, so that's been my favorite one ever since. Right. But I also find the Jason in that one to be the most terrifying Jason of all of them. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Right on. So Dominic, where can people find you on the interwebs? Well, you can find me at dominicdavy.com. You can find my band at tsunamibomblives.com. Uh, if you look up the Dinosaur Factory uh, either on Facebook. Either Dinosaur Factory or Dominic Davy. Either way, you're going to find me. Uh, I'm pretty much all over there because I'm a, I'm a goddamn whore. Awesome. And if people want to see your band, where can they find you guys playing coming up? Uh, we will be on the main stage of the Warp Tour, uh, on the Journey's Left Foot stage uh, in Auburn, Cal- Auburn uh, Washington, and Portland, Oregon. The last two dates of the tour, August 12th and 13th and then October 1st we're going to be in Texas and San Antonio on the Remember the Punks Festival. Awesome. And I think we're going to be playing San Francisco which is our Bay Area is our hometown. We're going to be playing there uh, October 6th but we haven't even announced that show yet but we're well, coming Fantastic. Well thank you for taking the time to sit over here and talk to yeah, me. Yeah thanks for talking to me I really appreciate it. You got it. We'll talk to you soon. Alright. I was feeling a lot better after that interview. That's I don't know if it shows. I think it does. I don't. I don't sound like I'm all crap. No, you did definitely did, and it was the Hernandez brothers. You were correct. Okay, good. 
Um, but I would really encourage people. He's doing a couple horror comics right now. Um, but if you're into punk music, check out Tsunami Bomb. Go check out his uh, his comic books. Really cool guy too. I went over and checked out some of his artwork, bots and stuff. I've got a I've got a pile of business cards, mini comics, and stuff to go through to start trying to sort out and find new guests too. That's awesome. I mean, that really is the best part of going to cons. Like some people go for different reasons you know they go get comics signed or something by some big name guys or they want to get their pictures taken or autographs but really is just meeting people i think that's the that's what i that and i like i like buying artwork from local artists yes you get some artist alley is one of the first places i hit you know with my son and uh just talking to people i I mean i absolutely love it yeah uh, i i do too i mean this time around i ended up with a bunch of signed flash gordon posters so that's probably what's going up first oh yeah no doubt. Uh, so now, at this point in the day, we're coming up on the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. So I run out. Well, Meta put me in touch with a young lady named Crystal Hubbard very early to see about getting her interviewed. She's working on a Star Trek or a Supergirl fan film. Okay, yeah. So I, I go out to confirm with her that we can record sometime Sunday. Talk to her for a minute. She's wearing a Supergirl bombshell outfit when I talked to her too, and it was really <laughs> sharp. Really nice. Talked to her, you know, and we had emailed, you know, so I kind of had a sense of who she was. Talked for a bit, and we said, okay, cool. I told her, I'll email you at the end of the night. We'll get everything set up for tomorrow. Okay. So Jill and Julian bounce, and it's about 5.30, and Jules gets ready to take off because she came down in a different car later. I'm loading stuff up, and I take my first load out to the car, and I run into somebody who I never, ever, 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 ever thought in all my life I would see in person. Alec Peters from Axonar. Oh. Um, the strangest thing is to have a visceral, emotional reaction to somebody who doesn't even know who the fuck you are is very weird. It is weird. It is very weird. I reacted to seeing him. My stomach flopped when I saw him. Now... To be fair, I don't know Alex's Alex side of the story. Yes. You know, I, I doubt very much that he his intention was to start off to do something bad with Star Trek. I doubt that altogether. Yes. Um, I don't know that I will ever know his side of the story. But I saw him, and I had a visceral reaction to him. And I got a hold of our buddy Carlos Pedraza this morning as I was getting ready to leave. Found out that Crystal and Alec are uh, boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yep, and so not that didn't come up in the interview. Not on the recording. No, not on the, re- not on the recording. I did not. I you know here's the thing. I will. I will not attack somebody else for something that their partner did. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so I I knew it. I saw it. Whatever. So, anyways, we get there this morning. We're setting up, and I'm I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with Sam Jones and the Flash Gordon interview, right? Yeah. I become very zen about it and figure, you know what? I know what happened. I know what we talked about. I have video proof that we talked. I got to meet Sam Jones. That's a pretty good weekend. I am not going to ask for another interview because I can always sit down. I, my first thought was me and Paul can talk about my interview with Sam Jones. That's true. You know, I don't really need to have it played out. But you know what I did do? What's that? I brought, I brought him a copy of Mark Millar's Starlight. You mean Flash Gordon 2? 
Yeah, basically. Yeah, yes. Uh, brought it to him. He looked at the cover, and he goes, oh, the cover looks a lot like Alex Ross. I said, yes, it does. And I said, and if you look at some of the interior art, it looks a lot like Alex Raymond. He goes, oh. And I told him, I said, so this is the story of, you know, basically 40 years on, blah, blah, blah. I said, so Sam, I go, here's what you need to do. Figure out who's casting this movie for Mark and try to get a starring role in it. Or figure out some way to do a Flash Gordon 2 something like this story with you starring as Flash Gordon. Either one of those two things, I'm paying to see. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a first uh, night release uh, viewing. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And so he looks at me and he goes, well, how how much is this worth? I said, I don't know, 10, 20 bucks, whatever. You know, I, I couldn't remember. Is he 40 bucks? I'm like, I, no, when I, I was like 10 or 20. He goes, well, because he had some Alex Ross artwork that was signed. Because, you know, Alex Ross doesn't do conventions, really, and he doesn't sign it. Not too often, no. Yeah. So he goes, well, if it's 40 bucks, you can get one of the Alex Ross ones. I, I'm not going to do that. You know, I could have said 40 bucks, but it's not yeah. worth it. You know, it's not worth 40 So instead, I got an 11 by 17 theatrical release Flash Gordon poster that he signed to me. Sweet. So I've got my album cover, I've got that, and then i got the one for the Twisted Pig. That's awesome. Yeah. He sounds like uh, a pretty good dude. You know, he, uh, my interaction with him, he was a really solid guy. You know, you could tell he had his own shit going on. Because keep in mind that while he's doing this, he owns a security firm that deals with hostage rescue and personal protection. So, yeah, I mean, Not at all like surprised. a legit superhero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's funny about that is like Lisa Downs, when she was saying that that's what he does, she's like, because of course he does. Of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, this morning, actually, it starts getting off to a, a pretty good start. You can tell it's a different crowd, about half as many people, not as many costumes coming in. Yeah, Sundays are usually. Yeah. So we knew it was going to be a bit different. My feet hurt, my back hurt. I knew I was going to tell Jill and Julian they could bounce at noon because they have to go back to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And that Sunday traffic from the Central Valley to San Francisco is a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... They had these girls there. Was, uh, Chunky Girls Comics is what it is. Mm-hmm. And they're a bunch of multiracial. Um, I, I don't even know the problem. I mean, they're Chunky Girls. And what they've done is create a superhero universe of Chunky Chicks, you know? Yeah. And I guess they're going to be adding, I mean, they're going to be adding in some real diversity. Like, they've even got a drag queen character ready to come in at some point. Yeah, I checked them out. They were pretty cool. Yeah. And I like the artwork, too. Mm-hmm. A little different. It's a little, I don't know, Powerpuff Girl-ish. I don't even, that's not even right either, but... It's, it was pretty cool. So um, let us play that interview. Hey, everybody. This is Jeremy coming at you from Modesto Con, and I am here with uh, Marissa and Tina from Chunky Girl Comics. How y'all doing today? Doing pretty good. We're, we're having a good day. We're exhausted from yesterday. I, yeah, I understand that. My feet still hurt from yesterday. Yeah. Thank you. It, yeah. Was, it was a busy day. <laughs> but it was a blast. I had such an amazing time yesterday. I was really, what do you call that, like, Stoked by the turnout we had. What was it? Seven thousand. Yeah, I yesterday? think that was the number I heard was seven. Yeah, 000. six or seven thousand yeah. people, yeah. and it, we were Amazing. shocked. Yeah. I mean, a first year con, you never know what. Um, yeah, right. What the turnout will be two hundred or a thousand. You never know. And, and, in, and was... in Modesto, we have a history of half-assing things like this very often. <laughs> well, and I'm from Stockton. Okay. So um, when Mike um, Melichek Miller Miller, sorry, my apologies. 
when uh, he did the first Stockton Con at uh, UOP, mm-hmm. it was at the uh, Alex Spanos Basketball okay, Arena. Okay, yeah. Like the gym. Yeah, yeah, it was like the gym. And <clears throat> he said, well, I expected like, you know, 100, 200 people. There was uh, 1,500 people showed up. Fantastic. And that was, you know, first ever, you know, first ever show. First, and yeah, and now it's, yeah. it's huge. So it'd be great that it, to see, it's great to see Modesto Con's first weekend Turn out be like this, just, yeah. yeah. It's been monstrous. So tell me a little bit about Chunky Girl Comics then. Sure. Um, Well, I've been kind of a a nerdy girl uh, my whole life and grew up really enjoying comics and cartoons and things like that. Um, But there was never comic book characters that looked like me. Sure. Um, Whether it was really skin color or or being chunky or whatever it was. Um, I'm three different ethnicities, so I knew there was never going to be one like me. (laughs) But at least one to resemble me would be great. Um, so I made myself into a superhero. Okay. And um, writing stories was like my therapy, my outlet. It still is. And so I wrote this whole world of myself as a superhero. Um, and that's kind of where it stayed for a lot of years until maybe about six years ago um, when my daughter turned six years old. She came home from school and said that someone called her fat at six. And it broke my heart yeah. that at six years old she's dealing with this kind of stuff. And so I... Um, said, no, maybe this is what we need. We need these, especially young girls, to see that there are strong, powerful, beautiful women that don't look like, I mean, that look like the people in their lives. Right, yeah. So I created Junkie Girl Comics and created this, you know, four-character group of women who are different kinds of chunky and they're beautiful, different skin colors, different ethnicities. Um... It started off with a single book, and then it turned into... That got put on hold because we started doing plus-size modeling, the real-life versions oh, of okay. us now, modeling and fashion shows. And um, we now go on the con circuit and do panels on body image and diversity. We've done high school workshops on um, inclusion and body image and learning to love the skin that you're in. I sure. mean, it's just a, it's been a crazy ride. Um, I said that 2016, I was going to take a break, uh-huh. and it's been the busiest year. <laughs> I should have never said it, you know. It didn't really turn out. It didn't out. didn't work out, but I'm I'm thankful for it. Fantastic, Tina. What's your role? Um, I was added to Chunky Girl after being a fan for from from the beginning. I saw Marissa at Stockton Con. Okay, uh, I believe the second year. Yeah, but I had previously seen her at Big Wow, and I was a fan from the from the jump. Um, I've been a I've been a big girl my entire life. Never saw anyone who looked like me, and anybody who did look like me was was a farce, was a joke character, was a, a comedian type of thing. Right. Um, and I was sick of it, so I started taking my own life by the horns and just being like, I'm, I am fat and I'm fierce and I'm in your face and this is who I am. Uh, but I came into it, I guess, more in my late twenties or so, um, and then when I found Marissa, I was like look at this thing. This is amazing. So I shared it all over my social media and everything. Um, Marissa then needed some, a couple other people to do this type of stuff with her. If she needed to go to a panel or she couldn't do a con, somebody else could be there. By proxy. Yeah. You know, sell the brand, get the brand out there, know what the brand was and just be available. So that's where I come in. Um, I'm part of the Chunky Girl universe, not currently in the um, 
in the uh, in the comic books as of yet. But we only have an issue right. yet. yet. <laughs> issue number zero came out, and we sold out of that almost immediately. Oh, fantastic. So um, as the next book comes out, those of us who are in the universe will be added in as well. So um, I'm, I'm part of this ride thanks to Marissa. So here I am and ready to spread our word and be my fat, fierce, fabulous self. Fantastic. Well, if people want to find you on the interwebs, where can they look for you at? Um, you know, we're all over. Um, okay. Facebook, it's just, if you search for Chunky Girl Comics, that's what you're going to find. Um, there's only one of us. Um, Instagram, the same thing, at Chunky Girl Comics. Twitter, a little bit different. It's got an X at the end because apparently it's one letter too much to put <laughs> CS at the end, which... Darn those character restrictions. Darn Twitter, but we love Twitter. So um, you can find us, find out where we're going to be, you know, what's next for us. Um, we've been doing a bunch of photo shoots, and we're going to release our Chunky Girl calendar um, 2017. Um, and it's just a great year. Oh, and our children's book, our first ever children's oh, book, is being um, debuted at Stockton Con. Um, Next uh, next month. I keep saying next year, but it's August next it's next month. So okay, we're awesome. kind of diving into a whole new. That's cool. I'll tell you what. Um, cool. I'll make sure I follow you and put your links up in the show notes. This will probably go up tomorrow. Okay. Um, but if you guys wouldn't mind, maybe maybe later on in the year, come back on. We'll do a whole show just about you. That'd be fantastic. Okay. Great. We love to talk. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I, hey, Quite we're all game. Right. Quite all right. <laughs> All right, well, Marissa, Tina, Chunky Girl Comics, thank you for stopping by. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. All right, so that was Marissa and Tina. And um, we are, as soon as I can get one scheduled and we get it on the books, I'm doing a full episode with them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. There's also a kid here in town, uh, Valente Ochoa. He's got a couple comics he's working on. Um, I am going to get him on for a full episode as well. So, you know, if you're if you're a local artist or, you know, if you're in the Central Valley or Northern California, you got uh, something artistic, fun, geeky going on, hit me up, let me know. Love to have you on. Uh, it's just a matter of scheduling. I mean, seriously, I don't care how small the project is. I'm going to help you land some land some eyeballs, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you still uh try to see if you can get more of the chunky girls, especially Candy. She's a whole lot of woman. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I'm definitely going to try to get them. Well, I, I want them to kind of, you know, come on and tell us about the characters and stuff, too. Yeah, it looks cool. I, what, yeah, what did we get there? Seven minutes? Six minutes? A couple, yeah, a couple minutes. Yeah. And that's not enough time to really hit everything that I would like them to talk about. But I really appreciate everybody that sat down with me taking the time to do it. Um, so then I went out and I talked to James Weston, who is actually, he's a stunt driver who's breaking into acting now. He's been in a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, I was going to try to schedule an interview with him. The only thing he was really open, and here's the thing, he actually lives in Manteca. So I may, this may be able to work out anyways at some point. But um, the only time he really wanted to do it was after the con today. And like I said, I had already, I had already known that I was cutting out, you know. Relatively probably, early, yeah. Yeah, one or two o'clock. Um, matter of fact, I even sped up our drawing of prizes just to get things moving. Nice. So I go out, I talk to him for a minute, and then it's 11.15. And uh, so it's time to go meet Crystal for our interview about Supergirl Unburdened. Um, which I sound, it sounds to me like they might just be switching the name to Unburdened. Uh, but let's listen to that, and we'll kind of discuss some of those things. 
Hey guys, Jeremy here from uh, Geekish Cast. I'm at ModestoCon, and I am sitting down with Crystal Hubbard of Supergirl Unburdened. How are you doing, Crystal? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Um, so you have a fan film that you're working on. And yes. you are right. Give me your whole role. I know you're playing Supergirl, but what's your overall involvement? Well, it, I mean, it really started with I was approached by another company I was working for. They wanted to attempt to actually do a full pilot. Okay. At least the concept of a pilot. And during the course of that, it, it, it didn't work out. And we also found out that they were planning to do their own Supergirl show at that point. Right. That the network was. So. But I still had an idea. I still had a concept, a script that I had written. Um, it went through a few more drafts, and I became executive producer of attempting to do my own okay. show. And, of course, loving YouTube, seeing the other fan films and their successes. So I was like, I, I still want to tell the story. Okay, cool. And it looked to me like I, I, I've watched your teaser trailer. I kind of got the sense that it was like the Dark Knight Returns version of Supergirl or something along those lines. No, absolutely. That would, that would be something to compare it to in the sense that it is darker. It, it is certainly for a different audience mm-hmm. than something you would see on primetime TV right now. Right. Um, I think there are elements of the same darkness, certainly in the animated shows that I grew oh, sure. up with. Yeah. Um, Batman the Animated Series was the big one for me. And then Young Justice, the, first, the two seasons of Young Justice certainly had moments that were very heavy oh, absolutely. and dark. And I, I think... There's a way to do that without dragging everybody down, but let it be a little more realistic. Okay. And it looked to me like um, part of your cast was the Teen Titans, basically. Wonder Girl. Yeah, Wonder Girl. I'm pretty sure the guy doing a backflip would be Nightwing. Yes. Okay. Yes, he was. Now, that that's a, a wonderful stuntman named uh, Nico, who we lost to Atlanta. Oh. He, he went off to do um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of stunts in Atlanta. He, he's amazingly talented. Yeah. Well, I talked but. to a lot of fan filmmakers, and it's like, well, we had this guy in this role, but, you know, he got a job over here. He got a so. job over there. And yeah. It's, so uh, what phase are you at with making uh, Supergirl Unburdened? So we've done the first chapter. What, what we actually did was a lot of test footage, um, and we ended up doing a shoot that revolved around the villain Toy Man. Okay. I worked with a wonderful actor named Brandy Davidson. Um, he's been on a ton of things, including Masters of Sex and all of these shows. And at the time, we had talked about him being Toy Man. He was very... Um, he had a very clear concept of how he saw the character. He and I came up with a great backstory. And it is more grown up. Okay. He's got a kid in the basement. We find him with this poor little child in the basement. And um, we don't exactly do the good Boy Scout, Superman, hey old chum, let me take you off to jail so you can get reformed reaction to that. Um, So that was our first story. It took one day to shoot, $1,000. It ran for seven minutes, and it got into several of the film festivals, including the Superman celebration in Illinois. Oh, fantastic. Um, So that was the first part. We had the concept trailer. We have this first part with Toy Man, which reveals a little bit of what the world is like now that these grown-up sidekicks and mm-hmm. titans and former members of that um, now live in. The next chapter is going to be Lex Luthor as president and okay. how he's in the presidency, a little more of the Amazons, Wonder Woman, um, the John Stewart Green Lantern that you see in the teaser trailer. We're going to start showing what the world looks like through their eyes. Okay. Piece by piece. So you definitely do adapt certain things from comic books. Yes. And it, yeah. I mean, Lex Luthor's president was obviously a big storyline that's been revisited a time or two. Yes, it was. So yeah. it, it, we generally start with what was the comic book storyline, mm-hmm. the invasion from Apocalypse. Okay. And um, Dark Side, the kidnapping of Supergirl. Um, Lex Luthor running for president, becoming president, um, vigilantes becoming criminals and hunted down. And we show 
it's not that everybody lost. It's not that the bad guys all won and the good guys all lost. It's that not every, not all the good guys won. Gotcha. And so we, we kind of splintered the story. Lex Luthor is president. You can't be a vigilante anymore. But at the same time, it's not exactly a post-apocalyptic, dystopic world. There right. are good things in it still. And so it's, just futuristic, not dystopian. Yeah. Yes, exactly. All right. So um, now, had you always been a comic book fan? or I was. Okay. My, my father was a DC. My mother was a Marvel. Ooh. Given that, the eras that they were born in, that made total yeah. sense. Um, there wasn't quite World War III in the household, but there certainly were some heated arguments. Um, but yeah, my father really got me into I started watching the George Reeves oh, yeah. Superman Absolutely. when I was a kid. And then it was into Warner Brothers was showing Batman the Animated Series and all of the cartoons that spun off off of that. I was a huge fan. Um, and that kind of, it, when I wasn't happy with the movies that were being put out by Warner Brothers, the, the animated series kept me going. Yes. So I started collecting comic books around the time that was on, which was like eight, nine, ten years old. Okay. Um, and then, so, I mean, you're an actress, actor. How did you get bit by the acting bug? I, the way a lot of people did, community theater. Okay. Start doing theater when you're little. My mother um, studied opera for a long time. She worked for a company in San Francisco. My father actually was old enough to be on vaudeville. When he was young. How, if I can ask, how, what yeah. was the age difference? I don't have to ask. Well, it, it, I mean, my father was born in the 1920s. My mother in the 1950s. So there, there was a little bit of a spread. There, yeah. there was a spread there. Um, so mixed families, blended families, yeah. for sure. Do you have like lots of brothers and sisters or half uh, yeah, brothers? Yeah, my, my father was quite prolific. Okay. <laughs> no, he had several children from his first marriage. Yeah. So I'm one of a bunch of girls and I have a brother. Cool. Well, yep. so, some people say a big family is kind of nice. It was really nice. And yeah. it's really nice, as, as, certainly as you get older, yeah. to have everybody there. And, and my brother and my sisters have worked very hard to make sure I feel like one of them. Oh, that's fantastic. So very grateful for that. All right. So if people want to find you online, where can they look for you at? Well, Supergirl Unburdened is the easiest way, just how it sounds, just how it's spelled. Um, you can find our website, supergirlunburdened.com. We also have a Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, and then you can find me, Crystal Hubbard. I have two S's in Crystal. And um, all the information and the links to our trailers, um, any news of anything that's coming up, we will be able to release the Toy Man chapter very shortly. It's almost done with its run in the film festivals. Fantastic. Well, Crystal, thank you very much. Thank you. And yes, her name is Crystal with two S's for anybody that didn't catch that if you're going to look her up. There are other Crystal Hubbards, but she's the only one with two S's. So, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like maybe they're kind of going to decouple from some of the trademark DC things. Yeah. But keep the basics in place. Uh-huh. Um, which would be cool. I mean. Oh, yeah. Sounds, I mean, do your own thing, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like she has a strong, a strongish image of what she's trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it comes together. Uh, if they do crowdfund it, I hope all the money ends up on the screen. Now, here's the thing. So Crystal seemed like a really lovely girl. Really friendly. Yes. Uh, seemed to have a strong idea of what was coming up. Did not seem to be kind of faking her knowledge of the DC background at all. Seemed to have a pretty good handle on yeah. it. I, I've seen some people start fan films. You're just like, the fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> They're just doing it because it's the cool thing to do. Yeah, that's that's it. You know, they're like, well, I know a lot of people are watching, you know, superhero stuff, so we'll go do this. Yeah. No, that's not the way it works. Yeah. Um, but it, she did did bring it up after we we're done recording that that she and Alec Peters know each other. I mean, she didn't really say what 
to what extent or whatever they knew each other. Extent or anything. Yeah. She did say, you know, Alec Peters is here with. And she said it in, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of wish that he had actually come to the interview just so I could at least broach the subject with him a little bit. Because, you know what, maybe he's got a story to tell. Maybe. You know, maybe maybe there's some shit going on we don't know. Oh, I'm sure there you is. Know? There's always yeah. two sides of the story. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know viscerally where I landed on the topic, but, you know, maybe he's got something he'd like to share. So, I mean, Alec, if you do listen to this, or Crystal, if you listen to this and talk to Alec, if he wants somebody who will be neutral while speaking to him, to let him tell his side of the story, get in touch with me, guys. And otherwise, uh, Crystal, I will be in touch to follow up on your Supergirl project. That was really cool. Yeah. All right. So that's, I mean, that's the long and the short of it. I, there was a lot of cool shit, Paul. It would have been cool if you could have come. Are they going to do it again next year? Do you know? Did you talk to him? I think after I talked to one or two of the guys, I think after this turnout, um, as I understand it, seven thousand people roughly showed up on Saturday. Uh-huh. They made all of their money back on Saturday. It sounded like um, if they don't do it again, I would be shocked because it sounds like it was completely successful. Well, good. I hope it does. Maybe they can go yeah. next year. What kind of stuff? Did they have any panels, or was it just like they did? They did have panels. They had like um uh, uh like a ner- like a geek fashion show. They had um, uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses, which was both Sam and Doug Jones on on stage at the same time. Nice. They had a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, you know, of course, obviously on Saturday, tons of cosplay. And I didn't have my head screwed on straight because I would have taken about 6,000 more photos if I had. <laughs> well, yeah, you sound like you were kind of busy, though, too. Yeah, I was busy. And, you know, like I said, the second half of the day, I had my head up my ass. <laughs> I was just kind of like all sorrowful, you know. Just being a mopey little bitch. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? You know who didn't get to talk to Sam Jones? Me. So. Oh, that's right, huh? So you're. I should be upset. Yeah. But I'm happy cool. for you because you got to talk to him. It was cool. Um, I mean, you know, actually, I got to talk. I got to have like three short conversations with him, and you know, I, I wouldn't even have thought that was possible six months ago, three months ago. I know that's you know? great. I mean, that's yeah. so cool. What was kind of cool is when he and I talked, I told him, I said, look, that movie came out when I was seven or eight years old, and I have loved every minute. He goes, you know, that's so funny, because the first words out of Todd McFarlane's mouth was, I saw that movie when I was eight years old, and it changed my life. And uh, wow. he said there was somebody else, like another guy, who's like an executive at Fox now, said kind of the same thing. So it was, it was a cool interview. I mean, we talked about stuff like, you know, was he a Flash Gordon fan growing up? He said, yeah. He said, I love the Buster Crab serials. He goes, as a matter of fact, for prepping to do the film, I actually appeared with Buster Crab on, I think it was Good Morning America. Huh. And um, I don't know if you know this, Paul, but Buster Crab was a Olympic swimmer. Yeah. I think he was a gold medalist. He played both Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon in the old serials gotcha. in the 30s. They they had him back out. He played Captain Gordon in an episode of Buck Rogers in 1979 as well. Wow. So it was pretty cool. So, yeah, I learned a lot of things. I, I would definitely do this again. I would do some things different. Oh, I mean, it's uh, your first time to learn it. Yeah. Well, nobody ever... It, it always hurts, and nobody ever forgets their first time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really cool. Um, What's the next con you're going to? I, I need to sit and look at that because this one, the cost got kind of out of hand on this one because, like, the recorder and all this stuff. But a lot of what I bought's reusable. Yes. Tablecloth, the banners. Uh, I'm getting rid of that 
fucking portable recorder. <laughs> there's 200 bucks I'll get back out of the deal, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, what, Stockton Con, is that already done? No, I think that's coming up next month. Yeah? Yeah. So just work your way up. Next thing you know, you'll have a table, table at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, that'd be work my way south. I mean. Oh, God. That'd be awesome. No, I mean south. I don't mean down. Oh. I mean south. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, San Francisco Con's coming up soon. That's, yeah, that one's going to be big and expensive. i got to kind of baby step into it. You know what i got to do is i got to figure out some kind of ch- cheapish, high-margin little piece of doodad or chichki or, you know, whatever to sell. Uh-huh. That way I can kind of re recover some costs and make up a little bit of a war chest and then go and do bigger shows. Gotcha. I guess that's fine. I need to figure out if it's pins or, you know, whatever. Well, I think you should do it more. And if I'm around, I'll definitely help out. Yeah. And I'll tell you what right now, uh, without Jill, Julian, and Jules, this would not have gone as well as it did. Because uh, Julian... Like, he would run out and, like, when it was time to do the drawing for a raffle, uh-huh. he would, like, go go find, like, you know, like, uh, somebody in, like, a cool, like a really cool costume to come and do the drawing. And so, you know, he kind of had his head on about, like, hey, you know, we're going to do this. And he would, like, run out into the crowd and get people to come back and fill out the, uh, the raffle tickets and get new followers. Nice. So without him, it would not have been as successful as it was. Because uh, let me tell you, I'm calling it a success just because of our, you know, uh, what, what did the Facebook statistics show? They showed an 1,850% increase in follows day to day. That's good. Yeah. So, so, Paul, what's coming up? Anything you're excited about? We got our James Kerwin interview Wednesday. That's going to be good. Yeah. Um, I'm. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I may pull on this Star Trek Continues thread a little bit more. Because after we aired uh, Todd Haberkorn's episode, mm-hmm. uh, the guy that plays Dr. McCoy followed me the next morning on there that There you go. So I went and kind of talked to him. There's a lady that is in there as one of the background characters. Uh, she's a physician and working as an actress to do Star Trek Continues episodes. I want to get her on, I think. There's... Um, I may I may tell you on the Star Trek continues thread just a bit more. You should. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. it's a good thing. Can we convince yeah. them to not stop? <laughs> tell them to well, keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, that's up to Paramount and CBS, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't tell them to stop. Well, not directly. Not directly. <laughs> not directly. They, as far as I know, they never said, "Hey, Vic Mignogna, <laughs> stop." That. Yeah, until those words are spoken. He's he's good to go. Right on. So we got to make a couple minutes. Maybe maybe Wednesday's episode when we do the um, the uh, James Kerwin episode, we'll get a few minutes to get caught up on uh, Rebirth as well. Oh yeah, because I mean there's some stuff going. Oh on yeah, I've been loving it, loving it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Comic Con because they're streaming the panels. All right, Paul, if people want to find you on the interwebs, where can they find you uh, at? I tweet at PaulVieira79. That's pretty much Very good. Tweet. Well, no. But, you, but you're also on uh, geekishcast.com. Yes, occasionally. Yeah, <laughs> occasionally. Um, my name up in, there. It's up there. Geekishcast.com. Uh, also, I tweet from at the Geekishcast. You can find us at fa- on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. 
All right, Paul. Well, I will talk to you in a couple days, and we'll run the James uh, Kerwin interview, and we'll do maybe 15 minutes on Rebirth. Fantastic. All right, sir. All right, brother. Take care. Bye.